Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Stuck in Kgard. We're sorry you found yourself stuck here with us again. Just like, uh, just like, like we were apparently week. stuck with that fucking title. But I, I, like I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's unfortunately started to grow on me like some sort of malignant tumor. Uh, Not I much am... like the malignant tumor that was on your face last week. Yes, hey, so you know, I am... Kev, I'm sorry. It's your time. I am... your but like for real, it's better, right? Shout outs to the people at the, the emergency clinic that gouged me for a, a lot of money, but fixed me up. So there's no harm, no foul. But uh, let's just get right into it. I'm one of your hosts, Kevin Bradley, joined always, as always by my co-host, Mr. Kevin Gallagher. And we've got certainly no shortage of, of news to talk about. With you this week, if I seem a little out of it, I apologize. I did have to say goodbye to a furry friend of mine, uh, my longtime dog Wilbur. We had to, you know, send him on his way this this weekend, but uh, he's in a better place now, and he's already glad he doesn't have to listen to this podcast. So, Wilbur, <laughs> I love you, buddy. And he you're probably free. <laughs> dropped dead from the porch or something. He's yeah, like, he's, are you really he's gonna he's stick the to minute, The minute he yeah. said he heard K guard, he was just like, I'm out of here. Yeah. Like, but seriously, <laughs> my sincerest condolences. That is a hard, hard thing. I had to put my dog down. Uh, got about six months ago now, and it is unquestionably one of the hard first time i've ever done it one of the hardest things i've ever done in my life it is horrible horrible it's not easy and uh i just do want to take a, a brief second to say any pet owners out there any dog owners specifically uh please if you haven't get your pet vaccinated for leptospirosis it's a real rough time disease it, it ripped through my little guy really quickly so if you can get them taken care of for that uh, it's just another thing you don't have to worry about, you know? Uh, and if you're going to try and play anti-vax for your dog, please uh, walk into the ocean with lead bricks in your pockets. Uh, yeah. How about that? Get, you, get your go, dogs vaccinated. Uh, why don't you go s- just do something that takes you away from society for a little yeah, bit. We don't need <laughs> fruit fruit juices and uh, and organic vegetables for your, for yeah. your dog safety. And Go get them our vaccinations. One last little uh, plug before we start, and we'll talk certainly more about this uh, later in the episode, but uh, Maisa Bastos just had a stellar performance at, on the WNO stage, defeating Grace Gundrum to claim the strawweight title and if you'd love to learn uh, more about the secrets she employs and the tactics she uses to be such a fucking beast and you happen to be in the tri-state area the hive martial arts academy is welcoming her for a seminar this weekend this saturday so i don't know if there's any tickets left but please go and check it out if you're able to in the area she is an incredible resource and it, it is absolutely worth your time Okay, that minor plug over. Kev, baby, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Uh, yeah. Hanging in there pretty well, man. I'm not going to lie. I have a slight bit of a concussion flare-up once again, but I'm doing oh, okay. No. On Friday when I sparred, I was like, oh, oh yeah. you know what? I I'm saw here. the, vi- I saw the footage of that. I saw the footage of you yeah, mixing it up still, in the man, game. Still got a little something-something left in the tank. Uh, I just right. wanted to make sure I had my 45 second clip that I could show people. Yeah. Hey, 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 one FC. What are you sleeping on? My boy for? <laughs> you're going to give Tom DeBloss a contract you, and you're going to sleep on my you, boy, Kevin Gallagher. My old, my old ass though is fucking hard. I got a DeBloss has been ducking my punches. guy for years. <laughs> no, okay. No, he doesn't no, want I, a 10th of the shit. Kevin on G's the rare, <laughs> on the rare off chance that Tom DeBloss is watching this. I have much respect for you and your abilities. This is not by no means a call out. I love you very much. Yeah, you respect his half guard dude. yeah but <laughs> give me a million dollars you can fight in one fc give me your call oh shit i oh do it fucking i do it for a hundred grand <laughs> <laughs> but yeah man ton of uh ton of events um i'd love to get uh, get started with the one the one that's just the saddest if you don't mind we'll, we'll get into some of the ufc fights and the wno but uh our our boy john jones uh, uh do, do you even want to waste time on that one like <laughs> you know it's funny kev that was almost my initial response when I saw it happened. It was like, it's not even news anymore. And that was, that was a quote that I saw. I actually shared it on my Instagram page. It was something that Dana White had mentioned. He said something along the lines of he doesn't even get, when he finds out that John Jones is in Las Vegas, he just assumes to himself that he starts okay, looking at his watch. Like. Well, yeah, it's just a matter of time before I get a call for something that, that went down. And man, it's unfortunate 
John Jones, like John Jones, one week. Hey guys, I'm really starting to get dialed in on Jesus and scripture. I got another Bible quote tattoo. Two days later, John Jones holds up the Bellagio Hotel with a pop rocket gun. (laughs) Kev, I hate to say this, and I never like to do this because I'm kind of a pessimistic person about things like that. Sometimes it's just it's in my nature. But the only reason I am is because I've been around long enough and I've seen you know, junkies and addicts in the way they act. And I'm not necessarily calling John Jones a junkie, but he acts the same way as an addict does. They have this narcissistic, egotistical issue that they think they're better than everybody else. They can't accept the fact that they have a legitimate problem, which allows them to pretend like they do and convince the rest of the world while they're actually trying to convince himself. And it's just a matter of time. He has not learned his lesson. It's very apparent that that is the case. And once again, this will cost him the billion, the the, the big, big fight that they were planning for Francis Zagani that's not going to happen now because he's I, I think he's going to go to jail this time. You don't it, you don't get to continue to get that felonies. it's not going to happen even like because Dana White didn't say it's not happening. He said he's not surprised, but oh, geez, man, I mean, what do you do? I mean, I so I read the police report. Not the police report, but the highlights of it. And the I news, think yeah. Was, the... the felony they stuck in with seems a little bit weird and flimsy. Now, I'm not going to pretend like I have a law degree or have an understanding of the law, but what I know of the law, it seems to me like it's a, a fightable felony charge. Like he got domestic violence for, uh, he got misdemeanor domestic violence with battery, misdemeanor battery, domestic violence. And then there was a felony that was felony, uh, not destruction of property or felony, like tampering with property or something like that. So he yeah. probably did damage to something that was over the sum of a felony charge, which is I think five grand or some shit like that, or $500 or something like that. Yeah. Which he will assuredly just be like, I'll just pay it. So the felony goes away. I'll fix whatever I need to do. So the felony goes away, but he gets caught with another felony, dude. I don't, I don't see how he doesn't go to jail. If they arrest him and they charge him with a felony, I don't know how he doesn't go to jail for this. Yeah, but you think, like, for, I guess with the way everything's been, you think he's not going to get some kind of big money fight the minute he's out? Like, it doesn't seem like... Yes. Dana White has said many times that a bunch of different people are never going to do X again, never going to do Y again for a number of reasons. Like, he tried to make us believe that Amanda Nunes will never headline an event for the the one time she backed out of a a title fight like a few days uh, right. prior and she right. uh, uh, deservedly she just got uh she got another chance and now she's one of the greatest fighters of all time but this guy he's literally done stuff that makes you the the villain in shitty like Disney Channel movies like he's literally like he's the bad guy yeah, ran some even... pregnant woman off the road and like yeah spray- through the houses, assaulted a waitress, like yeah. cost the UFC and and everybody like millions of dollars by having them move an event at the last second because he failed another drug test. All the drug fails. Just uh, so I, when I, I think about John Jones, this is what I always think about when I think about that scenario. The sadness of this isn't necessarily that Dana White continues to make money off of him and folks continue to watch him fight because he's unquestionably probably the greatest mixed martial artist of all time. Now he's lost shit tons of time out of his own ignorance, shit tons of time and money out of his own ignorance, which is why I will back up Dana White when he says he's not going to pay him the money that he he thinks he deserves because you just don't, homie. You just don't. It's unfortunate, but that's the way life goes. The sadness of all this is that a young man – that could turn his life around, could really, really become a better human being and therefore keep himself safe. Because some the story of John Jones will not have a happy ending. I continue to say it over and over. That is a troubled young man that needs to get the help he he desperately needs. He's not so young anymore, though. No, you know, that's <laughs> it's getting on cute. Yeah. The point the point is is that he can continue to live this life just like so many people at that high level that have substance abuse issues or personality issues that they don't resolve because they continue to get paid, the fans still love them no matter what, so they feel like they are empowered to be able to do whatever they want to do. It enables them to continue to do bad things. And what that's I the sadness of it. What I want to know is like it's so weird his because I don't even think he's particularly charismatic, but he he has this ability to inspire loyalty in fans, or at least 
cause people to forget all the bad things about him. Cause like when TJ Dillashaw popped for EPO, it was like yeah, his whole world Jump fell shit. out. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, in, in it, it, like totality, like right. everyone was like Fuck Dillashaw. abandoning him. Right. And with John Jones, he does crimes. Like he just, he just does yeah. crimes yeah. And he also not, has like, failed drug tests. Too. Like not even like not even like ah he like he ran some old lady off the road like some pregnant woman. It's <laughs> like I get like, that apologize. I get that in terms of like he's failed like for like tainted dick pills, so we have no proof of he's actually using steroids, you know, and with the intent of improving his performance, or if he's just getting tainted shit and cocaine. Do do do, do fight fans just care only about? your performance in the cage. And that's why that Dillashaw's legacy was tainted more than Jones's. Like, cause Jones is like, he, it could read Jones, like John Jones kidnaps family of five for two weeks. And people are like, yeah, but he didn't, he didn't uh, take any performance enhancing drugs that we know. Of. You know, I think what John Jones does, and it's something that a lot of people don't necessarily want to do. Cause a lot of people don't want to be, looked at poorly there's this thing inside of their heart where they have to be loved and adored by you know by everyone which makes them compromise their own integrity because not everybody's a good person that's okay whatever you're kind of a dick sometimes you're kind of a dick but i think what john joe's does so well is kind of what conor mcgregor does so well kind of like what nick diaz does so well is they embrace the fact that they're the bad guy they embrace the heel and they don't give a shit so the world respects them for that to some accord. Um, in the same way that I kind of respect John Jones for some accord, to some accord for embracing the bad guy. But unfortunately, the problem with John Jones is he plays both sides. Like if you're going to embrace the bad guy, you would get my respect if you were like, yeah, fuck you. I did it. I don't care. But when he tries to play this whole, oh, the world's out to get me. Like they're all just trying to beat me down. It's me against them. It's the same thing that narcissists I'm the do, that addicts do, and it's it's yeah. what I see. It's it's. Just, I don't want to talk about him anymore. Me, John, if you're out there, just I I I tell you to get help, but like you won't. I mean, listen, I can't. I I wish you well, and I I hope you don't hurt people anymore because you've been hurting people. <laughs> One more time, I'm going to say it again, and it pains me to say this. And John, if you're listening to me, you want to talk, whatever. You give me a fucking call. We can talk about this shit. But like, the story of John Jones will not have a happy ending. There is no doubt in my mind that something poor is going to happen. Something very, very bad is going to happen to that part, that young man, soon. And then hopefully, he has enough time left to figure out a way to get his life together. He hasn't hit rock bottom yet, and it's sad. Some people never do. It's it's yeah, but uh, obviously, if you're su- if you think you're suffering from uh, anything that's making you want to go out and live like John Jones, uh, please go see someone because he's not living the right way, and that sucks no. to say, but he's not. No. But you know, I think we should talk about the some of the good MMA yeah. news that we have. John Jones, yeah, fuck John Jones. <laughs> we just had a we got some time on that shit. We just had a dynamite UFC card. Um, uh, Volkanovski absolutely starching Brian Ortega and evading some really, really like synced in submission attempts from the black belt. Uh, did you catch the? Did oh, you catch the full I did, thing? I did. It was one of the. Normally, I'm so normally I'm like ah whatever. I'm like, sure I'll come watch the fights, but then my reclusive ass just sits at home and I'm way too cheap to pay for it. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I I was out with some friends, and I caught. Uh, the, the I've caught the last I caught the knockout in the Nate Diaz fight. I caught the Valentina fight, and then I caught um, Volkanovski fought. And goddamn, I'm so happy I did because what an amazing fight that was! Probably one of the best fights I've ever seen, unquestionably. Just such an amazing, amazing fight. I could hit Brian Ortega with my car, and I think he would still try and like triangle the car. You know, he he is 100 emboldened. By the Gracie legacy and yeah. the idea that you just have to kill them. Like Hoist Gracie was on the bottom of uh, what the hell is his name? The big Dan Severn. Yeah. For 15 minutes getting pummeled. Dan Severn even actually says it in an interview. Like he felt bad because he knew that his grandfather would let him die 
in the cage. So therefore he let off a little bit, or maybe that's what he says, but you know, yeah. it's plausible. And then I think, uh, triangle. yeah. And with a uh, UFC, I think it was UFC two or three, uh, when, uh, Gracie fought chemo Leopoldo, the, the, the long hair yeah. guy yeah. and chemo's beating the shit out, but he's like pulling his hair and shit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, damn, I'm surprised. That's another one. Like I watched that fight and I'm kind of surprised that they let it go long as long as it did. Well, you could get, you could, they didn't know what the fuck they were doing back then. They didn't no, know. But what, I'm, but, no, back then. Well, shit, back then. There was no. Oh, but this there. this one. This you mean this? I, yeah. Ortega, yeah. Ortega was there. Me, people are like giving, uh, I think, Herb Dean, not shit, but actual props for not stopping the fight, which is a little fucked up. He's because... right there in his face. And I will give fucking Brian Ortega credit. It was absolutely amazing to me. After the fourth and the fifth round, I saw him on the stool. He looked out of it dead absolutely broken and beaten and as soon as he would stand up for the next round he would start hopping around and get ready and come right back out like he was fresh as a daisy it was insane because Volkanovsky hits freaking hard like a truck his ability to stay with it and get back into it i think I think he won the fifth round. I think he actually came back and won that fifth round. Which is well, I mean, with all the submission attempts, like how crazy does it, is this the best advertisement for the B team that you could ever hope for? Just like the fact that he had all of those very deep submission attempts, especially that guillotine and Volkanovsky is just able to fight out of it. Like, I mean, Do you think that says a lot about the pressure he's under in the gym? From- personally, I think the triangle was a little bit tighter. They were both super tight. I yeah. saw him get out of the guillotine, and I was impressed. But I, he kind of looked like he had just enough room to wiggle around. When he had him in that triangle, I thought it was dead. Because you know for a fact that, that um, Ortega's a city. Guy. That's his whole thing. That's, that's his whole thing. And he had him in that triangle so freaking tight. I mean, so as much as I want to praise Ortega for being amazing, like – I don't think people real, real, really realize how difficult it is to get out of a world-class black belts triangle when you're so freaking exhausted. You're in in the middle. It was in the, the fourth round. I think it happened. You're halfway through the fourth round of a five-round UFC fight, and you're stuck in a triangle with probably one of the best jujitsu practitioners in the UFC right now, like dead to rights in a triangle, and you figure out a way to work your way out of. It. I don't know. Too many would people you, alive that would be able to do. Would that, you? Where would you that. actually? Let's let's talk about that for a second, because a, a big thing that's come up is as a result of this, there's a lot of people just clowning on uh, uh, his jujitsu because of his inability to finish Volkanovski. I don't think that's fair, but I do like seeing all the Gracie University memes. Like those are funny. <laughs> where, they, where they talk, I, I haven't I haven't yeah, been probably. noticing it much, but like yeah, they're they talking, talking shit about it. Yeah, a little bit, yeah, a little bit. It's yeah, it's. Good. Hey, look, you, there's you a. What. Uh, you you start fresh and let Brian Ortega go five rounds and then let him put you in a triangle. And I guarantee you, like, you're all you motherfuckers are going to well, die. Here's the, thing. here's the thing. I think that it's also easy to mention that this is a Brian Ortega. Like, a Brian Ortega putting a triangle on you uh, at the start of a fight is a lot different than towards the end of a fight after a few yeah. rounds with Volkanovski. Right, so, exactly. obviously, the fact that he was able to make it as tight as he did. The fact I that he think- was even able to keep his mind in the game – to think about putting a triangle on was insane to me. It was, it was at, it was, and it reminded me of throwbacks to the old school Gracie warriors that refused to freaking quit and continued to stay in the fight. No matter what, it was absolutely insane. Yeah. It's the beauty of jujitsu in my, in my, in my mind. Yeah. Do you think we, do you think the next, next match is like a Holloway Ortega rematch? Do you think that goes different? Um, you mean Volkanovski versus Holloway? No, I meant uh, Ortega versus yeah, because Volkanovski beat Holloway already, right? Then he beat him twice or something like that. He beat I'm, him. I'm lost. He beat him by a, a, a what some, many consider yeah, a kind of ishy, right. iffy decision. It's pretty. It right. was pretty bad. I, yeah. I remember feeling a lot more passionate about it when it happened, but like, yeah, it was it was dodgy. Um, I mean, Ortega made a believer out of me. It's just unfortunate, you know, his striking is improved drastically. He got it. He ditched his his boxing coach a while ago. You can't get hit that much. You just can't. You can't absorb that much punishment. If if El Kakui can't. In in your career. Your body just can't do it. Yeah. And we kind of saw that with Nick Diaz. Um, Your body just can't maintain 
that many beatings. You only have a finite number of that much destructive force inside of you. So it's not an intelligent way to fight. And, you know, you're going to have long-term effects. And there's no fucking, no, no way yeah. around that. You're fucked. You're, you're going to be fucked up. Yeah. That's just By the that. way, uh, I think it's a brief, it's a good time to shout out the fact that uh, with this UFC card, uh, a somewhat friend of ours, Roxanne Modafari. Uh, we got to get her back come, on again. She didn't, get come, she didn't come away with the W, right. but with this last fight, she's set the record for most uh, women's MMA fights in oh, the world. Awesome. Let's get her that's back like, on again. We, I love Roxanne. We, we'd had her early, early on when we weren't as good. I'd like to have her back on now that we're kind of a little more polished. You got you got a connection with her? Can you call her? I mean, I'll, I'll uh, see, I'll see if – Yeah, no, because she's like a little too cool for – uh either of us but she's she, so cool she <laughs> may you never know give her a shout Roxanne, if you're like, listening to this we like, have had we've been a friend of the show before we'd love to have you on if you could give us an hour we'd love to chat with you yeah it's uh yeah she's she's super cool and not enough people are talking about that like she's she's been doing this so long now what was the record most fights for a female most wins for a female all time uh i think it was it was 48 and she just had her 49th fight That's That's 49 fights 49 Jeez. fights that's a lot of freaking fights man people out there that don't know like 49 professional fights is insane like i sparred for the first time in 10 years mma sparring last friday three rounds against some of my amateurs actually i think one of the guys I, I fought with i think was in bellator a long time ago but i can't remember but he's old and shit and like that sucked <laughs> like that, you know what I mean? Three five minute rounds of just horsing around, like getting hit and getting kicked and taken down and fighting someone. Jiu-jitsu was okay, very uh, different. Uh brief, brief correct uh potential correction here. I think I, I think when her post she was counting amateur bouts, but she's had 44 professional that's still that's still insane. Yeah, it's still insane. back 44. Then, back when she was fighting amateur, the difference between amateur and pro was yeah, it was in name only. Probably the only difference was she probably didn't get paid. To be honest with you, I I know a lot of guys that fought amateur back then, and it was just some of the amateur fights were pretty much professional fights. Yeah, three it's... rounds, three minute rounds instead of five minute rounds. But the point of it is, is that you know I I did three five minute rounds against some amateurs, and like my body felt like I got hit by a truck. Imagine doing that at the highest levels for <laughs> Jesus. It's crazy. Four fights. It's it's absolutely insane uh so congratulations to her on her uh on her huge achievement please come back on the on the show we we miss talking to you i have a ton of one piece uh opinions i need to divulge on a podcast and you're the only one i could talk to about it <laughs> Let's do it, baby. i'm here for you man also angela hill if you ever want to just come by and talk nerd shit <laughs> huge fan as well so <laughs> i wouldn't mind having my song Oh she yeah, is, uh, that's that's so fucking cool. She's Do my we... super secret crush. I love you, Mysa. I would I would kill an entire room of grown men for you if you ever. Hey, Kevin you. Gallagher, I need to tell you right now, you do not have secret crushes. You let us all. Know, you know, you know, let everybody know. know. There's nothing secret about anything with me. I, uh, I pretend I think... like I'm this like this cryptic, like you know, like I'm so so hard to figure out. Hard to <laughs> pin down. Such a fucking open book. So we, I think we got one more thing, uh, MMA wise to talk about before we move on to the WNO and other, uh, other huge grappling news that's happened. But, uh, Nate Diaz, Robbie Lawler, uh, congratulations, Robbie Lawler, uh, Nate Diaz, you still look good. There's a lot of outlets saying that you're just, you don't look like you that you want to be there, which I think is. Well, did he I, ever I really, like, he always kind of looked like that. I mean, so he was yeah, always kind of lethargic and laid back. Yeah. That was the style. Yeah, that's both of them. They don't. Yeah. They, they don't care about you. <laughs> right. Yeah. First of all, fuck both of you guys. They got paid. What job are you doing? What job are you yeah. doing right. that you yeah. you love it so much you don't care if you get paid? Like, come right. on, that's exactly. a stupid. People need right. to stop saying that shit. Yeah, that's like, ridiculous. This right. dishwasher is not working like he he wants to be there. Like he's just trying to get a paycheck. <laughs> yeah, just fucking. That's every job yeah. in the universe. Exactly. <laughs> I wish I wish someone would call my old ass and be like, "Hey, how'd you like to make half a million dollars next weekend?" Or how'd you like how to make half a million dollars in six months? Just get in shape. All right. Sounds yeah. Great. Yeah. It's like you don't you don't get to make all those calls unless it's stemming from a place of concern. Like shut the fuck up. You know. Right. But uh, what do you what do you think about that one? So unfortunately, I did not see that fight. I got there right at the tail end. I saw uh, the knockout from Lawler. Um, I think what I start to recognize and what I start to think of when I think of that fight again. 
giving it just my overall take on it from a philosophical approach without actually watching the endeavor, what I believe to be the case. And then I think based upon what I've heard other people kind of say, um, I think it's one of the things where two guys that have a name took an opportunity to throw it in the ring and say, hey, let's get paid. And there ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, I think it's way better and it was way more competitive. They're still arguably viable competitors. I mean, I think that, you know, Nate Diaz against a large portion of the current UFC roster is still probably going to win that fight. Um, Same thing with Robbie Lawler. Um, Are they ready to take on top tier ranked opponents in that division? Probably not. They're probably well past their prime for that. Um, Was it a competitive fight based upon the two of them where they are right now? You know, again, arguable. I think that Robbie Lawler is on his way out, but I think he has been more active, substantially more active than Nate Diaz over the last six years. I mean, Nate hasn't fought in six years. I mean, he he was, uh, I think, was his last one, Colby Covington? I remember that was like where Colby yeah. set the record for most significant strikes. Ben, ben, Askren, yeah. ben Askren put a funny quote out or tweet out that said something about the last time Nate Diaz fought, he was having his debut yeah, he's been he's been like tweeting that, yeah. a lot of stuff to try and for, to get people to forget that he. Uh, yeah, yeah, but ben, I don't think Ben gives a shit. Ben, ben I know. Hey, listen, that's being, he's, he just he's loves made, he made he his money. Play. Yeah, he did it, but he also let us down, so we don't have to yeah, exactly. treat him like and, king shit for and it. And also, the one more thing, just to, to give Ben a freaking you know a little nod, like Ben is an Olympic gold medalist, and if you talk I, to Roddy first, no, he's not. Like, did he not. win the goal? I thought he won gold. No, he he was on the trial team and he went to the Olympics, but he didn't. Oh, I thought he was a gold medalist. Oh, never mind. No. Whatever. He was. He talks like he is. Look, if you make it on, you know what? Fuck you, Ben If you make it on the Olympic team, like I'm a I'm a balding dude in a chair with the fight. Listen, you can fucking do whatever you want. I'm just saying, like you, you did, you let us down, Ben. Like hard. The Jake Paul thing was was sad. But hey, whatever, man. Yeah. Hey, listen, I don't want. I don't want Logan talk about Paul. That. He fought Logan. Or, he fought. No, he Logan fought Jake Paul. Jake Paul. He fought the younger one. <laughs> All right, WNO. Uh, a lot of stuff to unpack here. Uh, the Ruotolo twins just absolutely went off, claiming uh, different titles in different ways. Uh, Tim Spriggs submitted Kanan Duarte to claim the heavyweight final. Uh. <laughs> There's just there's so much to talk about. Did any matches stand out to you? You know, again, I'm an asshole, so I haven't watched any of it. I was actually supposed to be there. I was on. I was supposed to go yeah, out. Yeah, literally was... up until the, the the final hour, as of six o'clock on Friday night. I had a flight booked and a hotel booked, and I was going to leave at six in the morning on Saturday morning. And then a few different things popped up. It was the tickets were super expensive. I was going to be out about a grand. And Aaron said if she won, she would recomp- she would re- you know compensate me for it. Anyway, long story short, I didn't end up going, which upsets me because now I'm super pissed because that's a perfect opportunity. You know me, I'm a ham. I want to hang out with all those dudes. I could have been backstage and freaking. You could have been like rubbing, and- rubbing elbows. Yeah, yeah. Been like freaking. I live for that shit. Yeah. Um. So I didn't go. Um. But overall, you know, obviously Tim Spriggs was a huge match. Um, yeah, Amanda Levy is that yeah. her name from uh, one of uh, Smash Bros. Jay's uh, black belts? Yeah, she beat uh, Gabby Garcia. Gabby Garcia, I think that, that was, was huge, awesome. Huge, huge upset because of the drama between Gabby Garcia not having the uh, not having the clock or not having the weigh in. Um, yeah, it was with Clay, Rotolo brothers. Who what was a couple other people? Also, Maisa Bastos uh, defeated Maisa Grace Bastos. Gundrum. That's the one I really want to talk about. The Hillbilly it's, Hammer. All these unknown Shit. guys. Yeah, I mean, he'll he be like, hammer. Who's this guy? He beat William Tackett. Think yeah. about that. Pedigo submission fighting took on one of the rising stars uh, today. Is that where he's from? And is he one of the Daisy Fresh guys? He's one of the Daisy Fresh guys. Yeah. He's, yeah. What a he, the the way he looked after that match. You like? It's really great to see that kind of pure emotion uh, in jujitsu because yeah. a lot of times it seems like people are punching a, a time card. On some of these, which is like, hey, look, I'm not going to tell you how you need to act after beast moding somebody, but it was really cool. It was really authentic. And I thought that was a, I'm happy for him. I hope he does well. 
would love to chat with him sometime if he's out there. Uh, Hillbilly, what's up? <laughs> you know, I yeah, we get him on the way. He's we that's a that's a tough that's a tough. These flow grappling uh, where he's he, he, we we gotta have we gotta have. They're very dig, the, uh, big on flow grappling. Yeah, maybe if I go down there just with the camera and say, hey, I'm, I'm with flow <laughs> grappling. Yeah, <laughs> Michael like, sent me. <laughs> Glasses I have a, in have a t-shirt. <laughs> uh, I, I I shaved my head. Hey, it's it's me, Heil Teague. I I'm just gonna talk like this now. I've made the the choice to just be. I want to not uh, hate that guy. I really do. I want to not hate that dude. But there's just something about his voice. Maybe I'm jealous. It's a very you know? good voice. Yeah, he, I mean, yeah. It's a, an odd voice though. It just doesn't fit the jujitsu dynamic. I don't it's know. very it very. It's it's like too, too highbrow for us. Yeah. It's too good. It's too polished and and perfect any high lt fans out there please do not watch my latest episode of under pressure with emil fisher because some things are said about flow grappling hey but uh, as i specify in the episode uh emil's thoughts and opinions are his own and do not reflect those (laughs) under pressure or kevin bradley uh, kevin bradley the interviewer so (laughs) (laughs) overall um I have to say, man, I want to be upset. I want to, I want to hate it. I really did. Not really want to hate it, but you know, um, they did a good job. Is, they really uh, did. This, this, this show seems like it's it's been one of the most successful yep. in terms of just producing absolute great yep. matches with great results. Like they have the best talent in the game, the best production value, and I hate to say it, I think the best the best venue to show it at, and everything's in Austin, and they're showing it on Flow Grappling. Um, yeah, I was mad. I don't have a flow grappling account <laughs> on Sunday. I really wanted to watch it. And I was like, ah, oh, man. And I freaking I almost thought about buying that shit just so I could watch it. So yeah, right now, it. right now, let's take the three, the big three, big active us, uh, tournaments. You got third coast, you got fight to win. Uh, you got, I think that, I think then it's who's number one, like right now, where you rank in the importance of a title from. Oh, each of those between those three it's, i i love you seth and i love you third cross grappling but we all know that there's nothing that comes pair because they, they can't compare to the wnl now i'm not saying they don't put on amazing shows I'm yeah not saying they don't do a good events and i'm not saying we should all pay them homage for paving the way for the wno to be able to do what they do but the wno is clearly the best out there right now yeah but I, is it, it's close, but. yeah but that's like less frequent and i yeah. think they're trying to do more uh stuff overseas in uh, with uh, cross promoting between America and Europe which is really cool but it seemed for a while that third coast was really coming for that spot just with the talent they were having on the kumites the tournaments that they were getting to do uh do you think having star uh, cyborg as their their franchise player might have uh <laughs> backfired a little bit uh i mean there's always been a level of confusion within the third coast grappling uh, front. Also, office, Ryan, if you're listening to this, we uh, no, Ryan, I love you, Ryan. You're more than welcome to come on and talk to us about this whenever you like. I know Ryan. I've talked to him all the time. I'm just speaking my mind. I love your events. I think they're great. And what all we're doing is talking about things that I feel like are in play. Um, when I think about the third coast grappling, I just think about there's a little bit of you know, confusion. It's just, they, they were, they've been trying very hard to figure out who they are as an organization. And it was always changing, always this and always that and Kumite this and wrestling matches this. And as jujitsu was growing, they were trying to figure out a way to make something profitable. Um, And I think, unfortunately, you know, whatever the WN does, does, I think maybe binding himself to Gordon Ryan and, Binding themselves to flow grappling and getting some of the people, the players in the industry, they've had to to start to get everyone up that and forks running. over a huge check to Gordon Ryan. There's a, there's, I mean, he's already killed a gee company, so be careful about that. <laughs> well, we talk, well, another thing we could talk about too is we could talk more about. Uh, we finally have a, a a bit of a word of acknowledgement from uh, Nick. Um, Oh, what's his name? Oh God, I can't think of his name. Uh, big guy. Uh, oh God, I'm completely drawing a blank. Uh, the heavyweight uh, that fights the beat cyborg and ADCC controversial match we had on a show all the time. Nikki Ryan, Nick Rod- Rodriguez. Nikki Rodriguez about the the Danaher split. The Danaher split. He, yeah, he I, yeah I, it was very vague, and you could tell he's being political. I was I was obviously a little bit busy 
this weekend. So I, right. I saw it come up, but I missed it. I didn't read yeah, it. He alluded so. a little bit towards, he didn't say names, but it's kind of obvious everyone else, but Gordon Ryan left <laughs> kind of said something about cutting a cancer out and, you know, things that don't seem to work out and how much he loves, uh, John Danaher being around, but it's time for us to come on and move our own thing. We'll be fine. And then he went on to say, he thinks that, Nikki Ryan will be the greatest grappler of all time. And, you know, without saying it flat out, he's kind of saying that Gordon Ryan is, you know, the reason why we're all gone. And that's just my take on it. And I don't, I don't think, I don't think that I'm making that up. I don't so think that that's is, something that I created. Does that mean Nikki Ryan and and his brother aren't good? Because that's that's fucking rough, that's, man. Like, man. I mean, I think Gordon's kind of like a. Piece this of is shit, where I so. fall on this, man. I really want to believe that Gordon Ryan is not the horrible monster that I think he is because I've met him in person. And I guess kind of I want to try to – I always do my best to find the good in people. That's you want to empathize with everyone, yes. and that's I think my, that's a noble goal. That's And it's something that's innate in my, in my chemistry. I can't help yeah. myself. I want to try – I always look to try to find the best in people. And I want to believe he's not that good of a person or he's not that bad of a person, but God damn, is it so hard to not start to put the pieces together when you see the way things are going. And I'm not drawing assumptions here. I'm not making this, I'm not taking this out of thin air. I mean, it's your little brother, dude. I if would your little it. brother hates you <laughs> enough to say, I don't want to train with you anymore. I would love it. If like Nikki Ryan comes out as this like woke, like he's just like, yeah, I voted Democrat. I'm like <laughs> super socialist. That would, I was a Bernie guy. Like, <laughs> I, now, we got, like now we got, Gordon. I read feminist it. theory and realized my brother's kind of a tool bag. So I'm just gonna, <laughs> you know, I, these guys are hitching. I don't, to be honest with you, this is where I'm at right now with it. And I hate to be a dick. I don't think we need fucking Gordon Ryan anymore. And I think that unfortunately, I think we're going to get to a point. It's crazy. He's forced us. He's forced us to, to live a, a, a life where he's not competing at the top and winning tournaments all the time. Like, like it, it's not like when Jordan left basketball, you know, it was, it, there's still like there's still matchups that we cared about. It's not like the greatest guy to ever do it in the in the history of ever just decided to stop. A very good uh guy with a lot of titles who's at the top of a lot of rankings right now decided to leave. And life went on. Yeah, and that's like, that's the problem when you're not you know, there's a large point you're that he's not as big a deal as he thinks he is. And that when you're that polarizing of a figure, when you when you when you can't see through the lines and realize that like some of the things you're saying are so fucking horribly wrong with it, but you say them anyway. When you make yourself that polarizing, that's the unfortunate inevitability of it. When you're gone, a lot of people are gonna be like, Who gives a fuck? When you're yeah. beloved, when you're gone, people think it's sad, like the unforeseen circumstances of his stomach issues. Like there would be people out there, and I still feel it. Still feel like it's sad because I yeah. think he's young and maybe he grows and all this other shit like that. But when you're not beloved, there's some people out there that be like, "Ah, eh, fuck this fucking guy." Yeah, I I think that if he had, if he had made himself like not completely unlikable to a huge section of people just based on all right. the inflammatory, needless shit he says. We'd want him back, but I think if you make yourself that hated by that many people, eventually people aren't going to want to. They don't care if there's a pot potential for you to lose a match. They don't want you to get paid. They don't, they don't want you to get, do well. They like, don't yeah, fucking they, care. Yeah, they they're really like, I just don't want. I don't need you to lose a fight. I like you'll get paid for showing up. So I just don't want that to happen. I just I <laughs> I love flow grappling, and I think that. I mean, I don't want to say I love them, but I mean, I, I don't mind it. I just don't they're like putting, the whole... They're putting out the best product right now, but they're, they're also their feeding into... Ryan. I don't think we need him anymore. Like, they're doing this weird exhibition match against my homeboy. Phillip oh, Rowe. yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad my homeboy's getting paid because you're a good dude. If you're out there, Who you want to come again? coach you, let me know. I'd love to fly out there with you, Philip. I might hit him up and see if he says I can fly out there with him. He's probably not, but whatever. He's a I UFC mean, guy, right? Who's the who's who's Gordon fighting in the super fight? I just Phil, heard Philip Rowe, who's my homeboy from Phil, Okay. Atlanta. I might yeah. hit him up and see hey, if he wants me to fly out there with him. I'd love to fucking do it. I did it the last time, but we'll see. Um, just punch Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
What uh? <laughs> I don't, don't, don't take, don't take me there. No, I don't, don't want to go. Don't there. I don't want to tell you about do my late night fantasies as I'm putting my head on my pillow. <laughs> like, oh, I, I don't want to think about that. Oh man, but that's I do, like Gordon has this whole thing, and it's a weird rule set. He's going against an unknown. Uh, the rule set is is after submission they reset. So basically, he wants to put on a clinic as an exhibition. So we can sell DVDs so that we can still get our Gordon Ryan fill because he's not ready to compete against a real competitor because he's got stomach issues and yada, yada, yada. And it's kind of a gimmick thing. And like after what happened at the WNL this weekend, the amazing display of grappling we saw from other grapplers that aren't assholes, the majority of them anyway. Yeah, like, like I'm more invested in almost everybody that that competed, yeah, you know? You. Like, so Here's what I'm going to say is my final thought on this one. Gordon Ryan. Thank you so much for what you have done to help build the art of professional grappling. Believe me, I don't think that we would be at the place we are right now without you. I think that you were very, 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 very a huge piece of what happened and what came around to create the the sport of professional grappling where we are now. Unfortunately, I don't think we need you around anymore. That's just my opinion. That's my opinion. I would love to see you compete. If you continue to compete, that's fine. I'm happy for you. But I don't think we need you to be the the the, the highlight spectacle of everything that is grappling right now. And I'm sure he'll go out and prove me wrong because that's what he does. But that's how I feel about it. Yeah. Did you uh, – do you want to talk about – did you hear anything about the Gabriel Souza-Mikey Musumeci matchup? No, I know. He, I know he, did he submit That's him? crazy. Did he, submit he submitted him? He Mikey with the North-South. Yeah, that's yeah. – but also what Buchecha used against uh, Anderson yeah. Silva in his yeah. Uh, debut. Yeah, that's Anderson insane. Then Mikey <laughs> dropped out. Didn't do, the, yeah. didn't do the consolation finals. That's weird. That's kind of shitty. Well, Seth hey, look, said a good I, thing about that. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't really know what happened yeah, with that. I think Mikey's usually game. So I yeah, don't, sure. it might have been that he felt something was wrong. Like he was could have been. hurt. We'll give him he the did. benefit of the doubt. But it also could have been that he was having uh, one of his Just, known meltdowns. That's hey, look! If, like, if you, hey, look! If you're if you're taking stock of yourself, and I think maybe I, I don't know what that's a weird thing because I don't know what athletes owe people. You know, I've been trying to get better about that, and especially since um, oh my god, it's, I'm such a piece of shit. I, I wrote an article about her. She was the the gymnastic uh, U.S. gymnast that dropped out. Because uh, I'm so fried today too. You Samoa, uh, uh, Simon Simone, uh, Simone Biles, Biles. Simone Biles. You know, and she dropped out because of a lot of reasons that are legitimate. And I've been trying to get better about not, you know, judging athletes for the decisions they make. Uh, I'm trying not to make it about the fact that I'm a huge Mikey Musumeci fan, and you know, I don't want him to have just stormed off. But like, listen, I, I hope he's doing well. I hope he's whatever's going on. He he recalibrates, but Gabriel, phenomenal finish. Like he was talking about, he gave an interview after talking about how he was drilling that sequence for a long time. And he, it was hard breaking through Mikey's guard because Mikey's guard is so good. Yeah. I read a little bit about that, like how he got through and then he saw the opening and he, and he dropped in on it and it was just something. And he was like, Oh shit, here I am. I'm in my best position my best submission. He's been working on forever. So. Yeah, man. Uh, but uh, from, from these, uh, from some of these matchups, are there any uh, any future matchups you'd want to see WNO or like fight to win? Because these beat like these matches can continue in other promotions. You know, like we could see people fight people in <coughs> in outside of WNO because I don't think anyone's under contract, right? Like, no, yeah, I mean, if they are, they're stupid. Um, I think that uh, you know Tim Spriggs has automatically put himself back into the picture as being a viable competitor. Yeah. Um, By the way, people I, saying his like, his post fight speech was cringy. Like, yeah, the crypto stuff is annoying, but like for real, like what the yeah, he's talking about crop tops and like I don't know if Tim Spriggs is like known as a weird bad it, dude what? or if he's done anything bad. Like I could be, but like <laughs> hey, if this is it, I don't. That guy don't just see went, that guy just had a fucking magic against Kanye Duarte. He was fucking. Happy he submitted him with a. Uh, like a footlock? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, you put him on. You put him on the microphone after he's exhausted and full of full of freaking adrenaline and stuff. And then you ask him some questions. Of course, it's gonna sound a little silly. And I didn't. Peter wasn't even like I listened to it too because people were talking a lot of kind of trash. I was expecting to see something we could talk about on the show. And yeah, we like we literally delayed three minutes to watch it. I'm like, is this what people right. were mad about? Like, right. 
He talked about crop tops and being open about his like sexuality. Like it wasn't, but it wasn't even in a. It was, it was weird. Like it, it was just like it was just, it was just, just like, hey man, I'm cool. Hard. Like I used to play football and we do the crop top. Yeah. Like yeah, that yeah, crop right. people do that. Yeah, exactly. That he wasn't it? talking about like going to are, the club and dancing. Are around. you mad that? <laughs> and, and even if he was, who fucking cares? But you're, you're mad that he's talking about a sport that more people care about. Like, is that? It? No, this is well, this is my thing on that speech. And when I saw that speech and I saw the outcry of people that were talking about, in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, this isn't a critique of Tim Spriggs. This is a critique of the BJJ community in general that will think that there is something to critique about that you guys need to check yourselves because that wasn't even that fucking bad i think that's basically everything this week but uh uh anything coming up that you you, you're excited by that you want to briefly cover just because i know Uh, uh, we didn't even talk about buchesha uh oh yeah i mean yeah you know for his uh for his finish, we didn't talk. Would you rather talk about Bouchesha or the security guard that choked out Dylan Dennis? <laughs> oh man! <laughs> can we talk a few seconds about that? Right, let's let's talk. We, 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 got, we got like five minutes left. We got exactly five minutes left. Right, before you you, go, you yeah. just call it when you're ready to call it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Dylan Dennis tried to get into a club and didn't have his ID on him, oh. and he tried to Google himself for, in front of the bouncer to show the bouncer <laughs> who he was, and the bouncer was like, "That's not an ID, bro." And apparently he got a little rowdy. And so the bouncer had to take his back and oh, sink in an RNC. And you could see Dylan heart. tapping on Bless the video. Heart. Bless his oh, heart. Man. Yeah, this dude seems like, yeah. So, uh, all I Marce- Marcelo Garcia black belt. Marce- Marcelo Garcia black belt. All I can think of is this entire scenario is that is possibly the worst fucking thing that could happen to the image of Dylan Dennis. Like that will plague him. But I don't care how many titles he wins. I don't care if he ever comes back and becomes a UFC champion. There will always be footage of him getting tapped yeah, by dude. that bouncer. Dude, Dylan, the, the, the bouncer said the bouncer um uh the bouncer uh his name is Chance. That's like what is uh that's what he's like apparently that's what his name is but he's like so dylan's having this conversation with somebody and then i was uh so dylan tried to throw uh he said uh that's when dylan tried to throw a punch it wasn't a great punch (laughs) (laughs) so he tried throwing a punch missed it and that's when i grabbed him by the neck and pulled him down (laughs) full disclosure Dylan is his knee has been blown forever. In the video, you see him tapping everything. Yeah, you see him yeah. tapping everything. But the, the just the footage of him tapping to some civilian on the some street. Dude. Some, BJ some Penn never bouncer. BJ Penn got knocked out. He never tapped. <laughs> <laughs> BJ Penn never at his tapped. worst getting into bum fights on the streets of Hawaii. <laughs> Guess BJ what? BJ Penn kids, never tapped. When you tap in a street fight, no one cares. I don't know. I'm, there is no I'm tap. I'm gonna go ahead and say fight, bitch, you're going to sleep. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna rescind the normally nine times out of ten i say there's no dishonor in tapping i want to just like pull that away for this one just like this one a little bit <laughs> i didn't see i didn't know there was actually footage of him tapping. He, oh dude that the video is so, so hang on can i do i have it is the, is i can just i there? can just i don't want to have the this video well i have this image of gordon ryan waking up in the morning and drinking his coffee and about to start his day and just the the absolute joy that he, he must have gained from opening his phone up and seeing oh like reading the article and then scrolling down and thinking and finding out that he there came. was actually a video dude he, he there's out. like he passed out uh, that healed his stomach ulcer <laughs> <laughs> Tom DeBlas gave the guy a membership, by the way. Yeah, he gave him a membership. He's going to be training at Ocean. I wish he would train at the Hive. Uh, hey, man, the Hive is not that far from Ocean. Just come over here. <laughs> come over, go over there. I'm not there anymore, but like. So amazing. Come party with us. But yeah. I can't. can't good end to a story. Good end to a story. Such a. Such a. I, in my does opinion. Dylan fight, does Dylan event. fight again? Does Dylan fight again after this? Like, what does he do? The whole, the whole scenario from start to finish. Well, he'll fight again. He's still going to get paid. He'll keep. This, but he hasn't fought in two years. Like he's, what the closer, fuck? he's bordering on unviable. Yeah, he got to be. He better get his shit together. And then, again, it's just part, partly just he's just you know. I think his whole life, ever, ever since Marcelo life, kicked him out, has just been like nonstop. I'm just going to make things as worse for myself, as bad for myself as I possibly can. It's just, you, you, when you talk that much shit and you get that much fucking, the only thing would be like if AJ Agazam got tapped out. 
by some bouncer at a bar or some shit. I like think that. at it's this point, pe- I think at this point, people hate uh, Dylan more than AJ. I think he's fully usurped. Well, at least the... AJ's done some shit. The yeah, AJ's had, AJ's had more fights. AJ's had more fights, and or even you know, more t- more titles in jujitsu. What the fuck has Dylan ever done? He, he won did, like he almost beat, belt, he, like, he did an okay he did okay against Gary Tone in one time. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's that's yeah. that, that's your fucking claim to fame. That's about it. I think he he beat uh Boston. Uh Boston UFC fighter black belt. We had him on. Shit, I'm such an asshole. Not Joe uh, Lozon. Joe Joe Lozon. Yeah, he fought him at Metamorphosis. Oh, that's right. He fucked his leg up or something yeah. like that too. And then he like blows ACL out or something. Yeah, but like this that. was back apparently Joe was telling us that like behind the scenes Dylan was like a little nerd kid it was just yeah. like he took him out to do di- uh joe actually took him and his family out to dinner Dude, let me tell so. you something i love joe all of these, a great guy <laughs> i love all of you jujitsu guys you big jujitsu stars you're all super cool i hung out with a lot of you most of them are fucking nerds <laughs> i hate to say that i think and i don't and, need to be a dick and uh, a lot of them a lot of them like you know it's cool and i yeah. ain't mad about that i but. I think we got to call it there. That's a good place to end it. <laughs> Most jujitsu people are nerds. Wait for me to piss all my friends off and yeah. burn all my bridges, and then we'll call it a night. <laughs> a few things, everybody. Uh, as always, go check out UncleCoachKevin.com, the the number one blog in the universe. Going to be putting out a ton of articles there. Coming soon. Uh, coming soon. And if you like what we're doing here and want to support the channel, please like and subscribe. Share with all your friends, and check out my new show, Under Pressure. Uh, it's where I go and interview people. During live roles, jujitsu uh, peeps, uh, dudes and dudettes of all kinds. Uh, episode one with uh, the very controversial but uh, very enlightening Emil Fisher. So go check that out. And if you like it, subscribe. Helps me afford great, to do more show, episodes. Yeah, I you did a good job with that. I, I really, I really enjoyed it. Help me get down to Florida so I could do the that's the coming, real one. That's coming. That's that's coming. We'll catch you. <laughs> I had an idea. I, I have. We got things to talk about. Okay. I might, I might, I, that might be happening sooner than you think. I have to go vaccinate my dog. Uh, so as always, thank you so much for joining us this week. Go follow us on all the socials. Links is always down below. Thanks again to uh, Chris Noonan, uh, my coach and good buddy for providing the intro outro tracks. Uh, go follow his work as well down below. All the big stuff, all the important stuff down below. So just go check it out. And we will see you next week when you in, in, inevitably. Once again, becomes stuck in Kagar. Oh, no judges needed. Number one clothing brand in the universe for the jiu-jitsu aficionado and MMA aficionado. They got geese, rash guards, combat shorts, uh, casual wear, hoodies. No judges needed.com. Go check them out. No judges needed.com. Uh, just, they're great guys. Go check them out. You know, like we can just talk about people we like. And that's it. I got no more time left. So we will see you when you get stuck once again inside Kagar. <laughs> <laughs>